Welcome to the Mama's Midlife Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and the topic for today is finding the good in 2020. Happy New Year's, everyone. On our way back to Texas this past week from Arizona, our visit there with family, we stopped in Albuquerque, New Mexico to stay with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. They have kids close to our kids' ages, and we've spent a lot of time with them over the years. It was so fun to be with them on New Year's Eve and celebrate. My sister-in-law is a fabulous cook and always has lots of yummy food that she makes, so it's especially fun to be at her house. So as 2021 approached, I saw different posts on social media or heard others saying how glad they were they would be to see 2020 in the rearview mirror due to the challenges faced during this year. My husband and I were talking recently about the good that we saw in 2020. Yes, there were challenges that we have never encountered before, yet there was so much good when we took time to notice and focus on the good. My coach, Jody Moore, did a podcast last week on on her 20 successes in 2020. As I listened to her podcast, it brought to my mind additional things I had experienced in 2020 that were highlights for me. Listening to her podcast and then writing a list of the great things I had seen or experienced in 2020 was a really uplifting experience for me. I decided I wanted to share some of the highlights with you from my 2020 year. My hope in doing so is to open your minds to look for and focus on the highlights in your lives from 2020. I would encourage you to ask yourself what were some of the positive or good things or highlights that came from 2020, and then your brain will start to offer you answers. Write them down. It can definitely uplift your mood and give you a different outlook for 2020. Now, this is not to diminish the hardships experienced this past year. It's just a way to focus on the good or the highlights. So here's a list of my 15 highlights from 2020. I just wrote them down as they came to mind, so they are not in any particular order. Number one, consistent exercise. Exercise for me over the years has been like kind of off and on. And as I've worked with clients and encouraged them to take care of themselves, one way being through exercise motivated me to really be consistent this year. The challenge was not knowing what I wanted to do for exercise. I tried different things and even joined a gym and then COVID hit. I found on social media, Amber Brzezicki from Biceps After Babies this year, and I also had interviewed her on podcast 29. I learned from her the importance of strength training. I started focusing on a strength training program that I, that I found that I liked and working out has become something that I really look forward to. And it feels really, really good. Number two, learning more about what I put into my body, along with increasing my knowledge about exercise and what works well for me, At this stage of my life, I've also been learning about what foods I put into my body. I pay more attention to how I feel after eating certain foods or even being more aware of how I feel if I overeat. I want to take care of my body so that I feel good and I have energy 
and learning more about what I put into my body has been really helpful this past year. Number three, passing the licensing exam in Texas. When we moved to Texas, I needed to get licensed to practice in the state. It took some time to get the paperwork submitted and for the state to process it and grant the access to take the licensing exam. It was also a process for me personally to study for and prepare for the exam. Historically, taking exams has not been one of my strengths, so I definitely had to spend a lot of time studying and preparing for it. At the beginning of 2020, I was finally able to take and pass the lengthy exam and start practicing as a therapist in Texas. Number four, EMDR training. EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. This is a type of therapy that has been well studied for years and can be very effective for treating various types of trauma. I studied and learned about it when I was doing my master's program and was very intrigued with the therapy and decided that that was a training I wanted to pursue to better serve my clients. I was able to work on and complete that training this year. It has been very useful in my practice, and I have seen some amazing healing take place with clients who needed to heal from some trauma that they had experienced in their lives. Number five, money mindset. My mindset about money has been one that I've struggled with over the years. I guess you could say I have more of a, I have had more of a scarcity mindset or focused on not having enough of whatever it was, which I later identified some of this coming from certain events in my childhood. But this is kind of how I would look at money as not there never being enough, even though that may not have been the case. But that was kind of the mindset that I adopted. This year, I have intentionally practiced thoughts that I have what I need, and if I want something, I can get it. This has been a huge transition for me, and I experienced much less worry related to money because of my efforts to practice intentional thoughts about money. Number six, decrease in my levels of anxiety. I mentioned on the anxiety podcast about how I've dealt with anxiety for much of my life and didn't even know it for a long time that that's what I was experiencing. I would constantly worry about the future and events that had not even happened. Often, I would go to worst case scenarios and play it out in my mind that if it happened, how terrible and awful it was going to be if it really did happen. As I become more and more familiar with my thoughts and feelings, I'm able to more quickly identify when I'm feeling anxious, acknowledge it, and identify the associated thoughts and behaviors and what I need. Continually practicing this process has helped in significantly reducing the higher levels of anxiety that I've felt. And it's been noticeably different this year with those levels coming down quite a bit. Number seven, quality time with family. Due due to COVID-19 pandemic and things in our country shutting down, we have had more time together as a family. We have intentionally used this time to connect and do things together that we enjoy. This extra time together was a great thing for our family. Number eight, 
continuing to improve relationships with my adult children. The additional quality quality time with family has also provided opportunities for me to practice some of the principles that I discussed in podcast 36 called Embracing a New Job Description as a Parent of Adult Children. I have been practicing the idea of keeping my mouth shut and just loving and supporting them. I will definitely need to continue practicing the different principles found in that podcast as my last child moves into adult year, adulthood in one year and all of my children at that point will be young adults. Number nine, started the Mamas in Midlife podcast. I debated and thought about doing a podcast for a long time, but would come up with all kinds of excuses of why it wasn't a good time. My oldest daughter has a podcast called the Relationship Anxiety Podcast, and I had watched her as she figured out the process of starting a podcast and being able to grow it and have a very successful podcast now. She was so encouraging and helpful as I navigated my brain drama and pushed through the discomfort I was experiencing in starting the podcast. I've learned so much through putting out content in addition to pushing myself to do something I wasn't sure or confident about doing. Number 10, I navigated COVID-19. I talked about this in podcast 34, Are You Bleeding Before You're Cut?, When I had COVID in November 2020, I had some moments of frustration and discouragement because I didn't feel good, and I thought I was doing everything I could to help my body to heal. There were times that I thought I should be over it already and that I should be able to get back to work. I actually got coached on my feelings and thoughts about being sick and was able to practice new thoughts that my body was doing exactly what it needed to take care of itself, and that I was doing everything I could to support it in the healing process. Practicing these new thoughts helped me to better navigate the symptoms I had experienced related to COVID-19 and to be patient with my body as it healed. Number 11, improved relationship with self. As I continue to work with clients, we talk about and I encourage them to practice having a relationship with themselves, to really learn about what they like to do and to get to know and love themselves. I have also been practicing these ideas and learning more about what I like and really caring about the relationship I have with myself and getting to know me. I have been intentionally practicing loving who I am, and this has impacted how I think about myself. What a great relationship to nurture. Number 12, relationship with husband. The success of improving my relationship with self goes along with this relationship with my husband. As I focused on myself and worked to meet my own needs, it has actually enhanced my relationship with my husband. I have less expectations that he meet my needs when I can meet a lot of them myself. This has allowed me to really focus on our relationship and to nurture our marriage. Number 13, first grandbaby was born in 2020. I was able to experience being a grandma for the first time this year. My little grandson was born in April of this year. 
And it was at the time that pretty much everything had shut down and they weren't allowing anybody into the hospitals when the moms had their babies, except for maybe the partner or husband. So I wasn't able to go see my baby, the grandbaby born like I had anticipated. So I had to navigate that and some of the disappointment I felt with that. But my daughter and my son-in-law were living with us at the time that the grandbaby was born. So it was great because they got to come home and we got to see him and spend time with him. And I also was able to support my daughter as she navigated motherhood for the first time. This was truly a highlight for me in 2020. Number 14, a fun spring break to New Orleans with our youngest son. Our youngest son had expressed interest in going to New Orleans, and we decided to take him for spring break. We were so glad that we did as things started shutting down right after we got home from the trip. It was great to have that time with him and enjoy the food, culture, and architecture of the New Orleans area. Number 15, expanding outside my comfort zone in my work with clients. In 2020, I really had to reach outside my comfort zone as I worked with various clients. I really stretched myself as I learned how to support clients with various diagnoses that I was not as familiar with. I also had the opportunity to do some premarital counseling with a young couple, and I thoroughly enjoyed that experience and process. If I had not pushed myself to work it with some of these situations that I wasn't as comfortable with, I wouldn't have been able to see that personal growth in being able to stretch myself to learn how to do some of those things. So there are some of the highlights from 2020. I really encourage you to write down some of your highlights from 2020. Even though there were definitely challenges, I know there were also highlights for all of you, and I hope you can recognize what they are. As you do so, it might change some of the way you look at 2020. I know it did for me. If you have been enjoying listening to this podcast and have not yet left a rating and review, would you take a couple minutes now and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts? It really helps in getting this work out to more people. And if you would take a minute to do that, I would greatly appreciate it. And that's all I have for today. I will see all of you mamas in midlife next week on the podcast.